You might not have noticed, but a deadline came and went just days ago. Agencies were supposed to submit plans for incorporating digital signatures into their online transactions. It's one of the mandates of the 21st Century Integrated Digital Experience Act, or IDEA. So for what's going on, for an answer, we turn to Observer Warren Miller, Managing Director of Deloitte. Mr. Miller, good to have you on. Thank you, Tom. Happy to be here. And you have outlined quite a number of deadlines. I just mentioned one of them. Are we even aware yet of whether agencies were able to send in plans for incorporating digital signatures into their online transactions? Yeah, I'm not so sure that we are. I think that initial set of requirements around that first 180-day deadline certainly spurred a lot of internal discussion, uh, perhaps alignment with existing plans around technology modernization, uh, and depending upon the sophistication of the agency and where they were in some of their planning cycles, uh, I suspect they had uh, an easier or more difficult time in adhering to those requirements of that 180 days. But uh, as far as the outcomes are uh, concerned, I'm not so sure we have those answers. Well, maybe they were preoccupied by the cloud smart strategy coming out roughly the same time. But getting to the issue of digital services online or online services, they used to call them, you know, web services or whatever. What would be the implications for agencies if they did have digital signatures online? And what would it mean for people trying to transact business with the government online? It's very interesting uh, that there is a very explicit focus in the 21st Century ID Act around enabling electronic signatures and why this one particular digital requirement stood out among several others, but, you know, I think it's fairly broad overall. But electronic signatures seem to be, you know, a pretty obvious pathway of taking paper-based processes or perhaps even those uh, where there's a face-to-face interaction between citizen and government and enabling it uh, to be placed into a digital environment as an option, right? And the stumbling blocks are pretty common, uh, understanding the identity of individuals, but so too is understanding whether they've agreed to something or authorized it via the signature. So I'm sure that the act's intent here is to quickly enable modernization in the digital direction by looking specifically at paper-based forms and saying, How are we going to make that easier to get online? How are we going to accommodate the fact that someone needs to actually sign something uh, to continue that workflow? And what does that look like from the standpoint of the citizen or the business constituent? Yeah, and and I think as far as the citizens are concerned, I mean, this is a natural evolution that they're seeing across, you know, some of their own private interactions, right, with other organizations. Uh, You can just look to the real estate industry. You can look at buying a car. Uh, Places that traditionally have been pretty uh, form-heavy have made that shift over into making more of that process digital and online, and that would include uh, signatures as well. And so I think citizens not only expect our government to accommodate them in similar sorts of ways, I think they're going to demand it. Uh, And so this is probably a very good focus for developing a plan of how the federal government is going to enable digital around the electronic signatures in particular. But does it mean that the average citizen has to have a public key and understand all that infrastructure, or is it simpler than that in in, uh, practice? (laughs) 
it can be simpler, and I think that uh, a lot of the government is kind of waiting for further guidance from the OMB on what constitutes uh, an electronic signature. Uh, there are a variety of forms, right? Everything from very complicated to implement as well as maintain uh, public key uh, cryptography to things like having uh, PDFs with the capability of having digital signatures in them, or as you may have experienced yourself uh, with just point of sale transactions uh, either online or uh, you know at, at, at a um, retail store where you can sign with your finger on an electronic pad right and so there's some options here that are a bit lower impact than others uh, the exact direction is probably going to be dictated a bit by uh, the matter at hand and the interaction with that citizen we're speaking with Warren Miller managing director of Deloitte consulting and you've also written that, uh, well, in, in trying to summarize the Integrated Digital Experience Act, the idea of website modernization. And, of course, agencies have to modernize a lot of things, and there's whole acts having to do with modernization of IT writ large. What's your sense of the readiness of the average federal website to be able to handle electronic signatures and all of this digitization that's the overarching theme here. Absolutely. And I'm going to uh, just make a general guess here that I think for most of our federal agencies, it is going to be rather difficult. There are some fine examples of uh, websites that are well on their way to creating a compelling uh, and useful experience for citizens. And then there are others that are clearly sort of incremental steps over legacy processes and you know, where the priority perhaps was to simply get information online uh, over, say, creating a compelling experience for citizens. And in those cases, I think it's going to be a bit more of a challenge to get to the intent behind the IDEA Act, right? Because it's it's not the same. It's not so, so simple as you know, printing up the website, perhaps uh, picking better color palette and offering different controls. There needs to be a direct understanding of the types of interactions that citizens are going to have with that website, what their expectations are, perhaps even sort of the mindsets that they might be uh, interacting with the government through that website in a number of different circumstances and ensuring that that website meets those expectations, offers a clear path forward, uh, gets the interaction complete and done in, in, in a timely way uh, according to what citizens are expecting of their government. Because for agencies that have large volumes of transactions with large pieces of the economy, of the, of the American public, like Social Security, maybe to a lesser extent Veterans Affairs, they have a really big challenge because they're are so many programs and so many variations and so many variables within a given program that really no two individuals are doing exactly the same thing ever. And that could be millions and millions of individuals. So how would you rate the readiness, say, if you if you care to, of, of those two, Social Security and VA, both of which have done a lot of work on their websites in recent years? Yeah, I, I think those are valid examples of organizations that are, you know, have a bigger job in front of them just because of some of those unique interactions. However, one of the things that we've learned by pushing sort of the digital envelope and really putting the human uh, at the center of developing these websites and the systems that interact with, with real 
real human beings, is an understanding of systematic processes by which we can categorize people. We can we can categorize them into so-called personas, right? Uh, that make the task a little bit easier instead of treating every single individual use case as a, a new page in that site or a new workflow. We can address them to some degree uh, in aggregate, right? And so those agencies and others that have a lot of uh, programs, a lot of interactions with citizens, lots of decisions, touch points to be made uh, would definitely benefit from a very human-centered approach to understanding the needs of those citizens and how best to meet them in aggregate in a way that's technically feasible to implement, you know, sort of within the timeline envisioned by this act. Because sometimes maybe just a series of questions that people answer that zeroes in on exactly what persona they really are it's easy for the person to fill those out because they know, are they single, are they married, are they this age, are they that age, where do they live, whatever it might be, to zero in on, you've got a married couple where the wife worked and the husband didn't and one is on disability, I'm just making this up, but that can get you very close to what you actually need specifically, but it requires a lot of processing and rules-based work on the back end that has to happen fast that nobody sees. Yeah, it, it does. And uh, it also means that those rules need data upon which to act, right, to figure out sort of what steps to narrow down for that particular citizen interaction. And that has been one of the tall poles, one of the challenges in doing this well on websites. However, you know, there have been technological advances of late, you know, around enabling chatbots, you know, to take advantage of artificial intelligence, take advantage of machine learning, where the aggregate data that have been difficult to get at to make those sort of real-time decisions are built into sort of a machine-based model, right? And uh, based on some of the interactions with that citizen on that site, that pathway that you described can be narrowed down using some of these newer technologies. All right, getting back to the more practical here, uh, we do know, as we started out with, that the deadline came and went recently for the digital signature plans. Any other important deadlines agencies should be reminded of? Yeah, well, the Act itself has a number of deadlines, right? And so we've talked about uh, that initial 180 days where, you know, they're supposed to uh, have come up with plans to, you know, take all new and redesigned public websites and, and make them conformant with the design tenets put forth in the Act, as well as, you know, sending uh, the OMB a plan to accelerate the use of electronic signatures. But the Act also has some one-year deadlines associated with it uh, and uh, even some longer-term deadlines that uh, will ensure that uh, not only do agencies have to keep up with the requirements of the Act, they're going to have to report on them to the OMB as well as appropriate congressional committees to you know, really make sure that the agencies are living up to the ideals established in the Act, uh, and they're making sound progress in elevating that citizen to government experience. Warren Miller is Managing Director of Deloitte Consulting. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Tom. Find a link to his blog and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. 
Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at pluralsight.com slash vision. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. <laughs> 